Welcome to the Mystery of Your Mind, a podcast where I, Edward Thomas, delve into some of the most existential questions of life and of ourselves. On my first thought-provoking stop in my journey to find out everything there is out there, I ask perhaps the most fundamental question that no one can quite answer. What is life? Humans are alive. Trees are alive. So are cats and dogs and mosquitoes and fungi. Rocks, on the other hand, are not alive. But what is it that separates a living thing like you from a rock on the side of the road? Austrian-Irish physicist Erwin Schrödinger said that it's because life is that which resists decay into disorder and equilibrium. To common folk, that just means that life exists if something uses energy to attempt to create more order. And that definition makes a lot of sense. Until we look at things like crystals and diamonds that use the energy in their environment to create a more ordered arrangement of themselves. So then, are rocks actually alive? Cells are the smallest unit of life, and every organism that we consider living today is made up of one or more of these cells. Cells seem to follow the so-called guidelines of being alive, the things that they probably taught you in school as the characteristics of something that is alive. They eat, grow, react to their environment, and reproduce. But if we look at the things that make up a living cell, all we see are non-living things. Proteins, lipids, and carbohydrates, among several other things, all just reacting with each other to form other non-living things. So then, if living organisms are made up of non-living parts, what is it that draws the line between the living and the non-living? A plausible answer might be that the DNA or RNA within the living things that encode for these reactions are responsible for life. I mean, without a DNA or RNA, something that we would consider living wouldn't be living because it can't encode for any of these reactions and it wouldn't be able to provide for itself. And that seems about right, right? Well, the things we consider as living produce more of themselves to ensure the survival of their genes in DNA or RNA. But 
by themselves, DNA and RNA are pretty useless. They can't do anything alone. They just store information on what should be done. Viruses make this all the more confusing. Viruses are essentially just capsules of DNA or RNA that can't really encode for anything without a host. But with a host, they can absorb nutrients, grow, reproduce, and react to their environment, just like in living organism. Viruses almost seem to be able to play a dual role of living while in a host and dead while outside one. Then there are also mitochondria, which used to be bacteria before they merged with eukaryotes millions of years ago. Mitochondria today still produce their own DNA and can eat, grow, reproduce, and react to stimulus, but we don't consider them as living. So, if it's possible for life to be exchanged for the survival of a species' DNA or RNA, then life must be the information that's contained within these strands of DNA or RNA. But modern technology has just about created life using information via artificial intelligence, if information is what separates the living and the dead. But if information is what makes life life, how can we differentiate the life we see in nature versus the life that's generated via a computer algorithm? So, what is life? Is it the molecules that make up cells? The reactions between these molecules? The DNA or RNA? Or the information that this DNA or RNA carries? Or is it something else altogether? The truth is, we don't really know. That's why how we define life is wrong. Life is clearly real, but we still don't know what makes it real. At the most basic level, the living and the non-living aren't separate entities. They just exhibit different behaviors. And the closer we get to being able to mimic what we call life today, the farther we get from being able to define it in the future. And at the philosophical level, if both the living and the non-living are fundamentally indistinguishable, then is everything we know alive? Even what we consider dead? 
Or is everything dead, including us? Do we never die because we were never alive to begin with? Or do we never live because we were dead all along? We might never be alive to know. Thank you so much for watching that episode of The Mystery of Your Mind, a podcast where I delve into some of the most existential questions of life and of ourselves. If you love what you just heard, subscribe. You'll get to know when my next episodes come out right away. And don't forget to tell your family and friends about this channel, The Mystery of Your Mind, so that they too can know a little bit more about themselves, and of their world. You can also support me on my Patreon page, which is linked in the description of this episode. Or you can check out my website for past episodes.